Blog Talk Radio. I want to welcome everyone to another episode of Blog Talk Radio. This is the network, the Five Stone Network. I'm Brother Seth. And how are you doing tonight? Well, folks, a lot of thought, prayer, research over the years, I should say, have went into tonight's topic. Please know that, not just by, from me, but other people that will be on the show tonight. And tonight, 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 July the 9th, 2019, what are we talking about tonight? Brother Seth, what are you and your guests talking about tonight? Tonight we're going to be talking about reparations, reparations. And it used to be a joke. It used to be something we laughed at. It used to be something we trivialized. But Capitol Hill is not playing with it. Lawmakers are not playing with it. The U.S. government is not playing with this topic. They are really considering reparations. And I believe it's going to happen because just some of the things that the scriptures say, it just seems to point towards uh, a wealth bestowed upon a people, and I just can't see it any other way. Just because Brother Seth can't see it don't mean the Father can't do this, that, and the other. But I really believe he worked through the systems of man just like he did with the Egyptians. He could have just simply rained money from the sky, but instead he went through the Egyptians' pool of wealth and caused them to bestow wealth upon them, never to return it. So whether it be in forms of loans or whatever the government, not that we're looking for them to deliver us, but that the Father used them. After all, they have oppressed us for many, many years, and it just seems no more than right than they or their treasures to be the one to help restore and assist some African Americans in leaving the United States of America. Earlier I said this to many of you. I'll go ahead and just read the show description, get it out of the way quickly, quickly, quickly. The topic of the show is coming reparations in some form will assist African Americans in leaving. I went on to type, the greatest news ever for African Americans is ahead of them. A bigger explosion of truth is coming, and it can be stopped. That it might be fulfilled in Scripture. Many fear reparations in some form is coming. Exclamation point on that one. Again, many feel reparations in some form is coming. Once the shackles are off the minds of the remnant, you know, the scripture talks about a remnant that the Father will use, a remnant that the Father will use. Once shackles are off that remnant, the scripture speaks of how they will rise to their rightful places following the Father, some outside of America. Many scholars believe reparations will be a key tool in assisting them, that remnant. One more time, many scholars, and it's been said over the years, all kind of ways, through various people, for sure scholars, many believe reparation would be a key tool in assisting that remnant in leaving. I went on to say, this obedient remnant will redefine their coming and going, building their own without anyone's approval but the Most High. Many will do wonders. They will gather strength as the eagles, run and not get weary, walk and not faint because of the Most High's guidance. And then I went on to say in parenthesis, it's already happening. And it truly, truly is, folks. That's what we're going to talk about tonight, how this is already happening. It's already happening. What can you do 
when something is already happening. We know about the negative things, but let me go go ahead go ahead and finish the show's description. Meanwhile, many believers, or excuse me, many believe the disobedient of African Americans will face the wrath of America, who, like the Pharaoh of old, will not take kindly to seeing reparations used to spoil Egypt in some way, for sure. Also, their slave labor leaving Egypt, their human property leaving Egypt, and thus will show everyone an evil not yet seen in America except in scriptures. I went on to say, finally, Awake, Zion, put on thy strength. Don't miss tonight, July the 9th, 2019. Well, it's July the 9th, 2019, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, at least in my zone. And again, I welcome every single one of you to this episode, this very, very important episode where we're talking about reparations from a spiritual standpoint. Reparations from a spiritual standpoint. Yes, the Father can use U.S. dollars to assist his people, some of them, into their rightful place. What is their rightful place for some? Israel. Will he move? Will it be his will for all to leave? I don't know if I believe that. I think he always want to use some people to be that Moses to continue to work the operation. You know, the Father can do what he want to do. But, folks, the writing is on the wall. The writing is in our hearts. The writing is in our minds. This is not our home. It should be. We pay taxes. We die in wars. We have built this country. But, folks, it's just to be another war for our children and their children. And some of us just are not having it. Some of us are not that in love with this country. We understand this planet is the more than the fullness thereof. He given his authority to man, and we can move around. We don't have to stay in America. So we'll be talking about that and many more things tonight, tonight, tonight. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just play a, a little, uh, do a, play a little intro song, as well as allow um, more people to come. I thank those of you already in the chat room and those of you on the phone lines. Early bird get the worm, as they say. Really appreciate you being on time. I may not repeat some of these things, so I really appreciate those of you already on the phone lines. And, I, and while I'm in, I think I want to thank every single one of you for. I have to say it every show. Have to say it every show. I want to thank every single one of you for staying in tune with us since 2011. I really appreciate your faithfulness. Those of you, some of you have hardly missed the show. And then I want to thank the Douglas Kennedy line, my bloodline family that all is that's always supported um, those of you that support this network as well. All right? So I'm going to play a song, and this song is going to be hard for some of y'all to comprehend because some of us have been beat down so long, and some of us have not even seen the kind of hope, as I said earlier in the uh, show's description. The greatest news ever for African American is ahead of him. And like Noah saying, it's going to ring, it's going to ring. If you've never seen hope and great news in this country, this kind of news, you might think we're smoking on something. Some of you think reparations is still a joke. You don't think we'll ever get it. Well, we, we may just listen tonight. We may change your mind. This is not wishful thinking. This is not someone just tickling your emotions. This is not make-believe. This is scripture, scripture, all day long, Bible. That's the book of authority tonight. The scripture will be definitely... Uh, definitely going into the scriptures tonight, looking at prophecy where it relates to Israelites scattered, being compensated, and brought out with a mighty hand. Folks, this song is by Sinatra's called Overflow. 
overflow. And many of you, again, cannot comprehend this kind of blessing. Just listen to it. Know she's talking more. Take it. Take. I take this song as it's individually, but it's also for it on a nation. Think about what the Father has promised in the Word. Your Bible, the Bible you read every day, some of you, is talking about those kinds of blessings being upon a nation. Some of y'all can only comprehend the evils that's going on, the cursings, curse, curse, curse. No, 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 not for that remnant, not for that remnant that's obedient who the Father will use. They enjoy a Sabbath every day. He promised to protect them, and those people is having the time of their lives with the Father if they are obedient. Okay, so this is a, a different way of thinking, this song. It's a different way of thinking about your, your, your country, uh, as I'm talking about as Israelites, a different way of thinking about your captivity, where we're at as a nation, not necessarily individually if we're obedient, but as a nation, don't make no qualms about it. We are in captivity, folks. You can say what you want to say. This is not freedom for this nation I'm talking about. So it's two, I'm going back and forth with individual families and, and nation. But I'm talking about this. The show tonight is mainly what's happening to a nation. So don't be talking with your curses and things like that, although we're at the end of those curses. Don't start thinking, I'm saying you curse. No, you're not cursed individually if you and your house is obedient to the Father. That is the truth. The Bible says it all day long. Christ come to redeem us from any kind of curse. So if you have accepted the Most High in, in your life and following Christ's example, there's no curses that can come near your dwelling, your home, your household. And that's the truth. But we're talking about what is your nation going through, your cousins and relatives and neighbors and, and classmates and co-workers that's a part of this nation called Israel are African Americans. So this song is gonna have to it's gonna stretch your faith a little, but this is so true. This is what's coming. This is what's upon that remnant. It's true, folks. We'll be right back. Again, you've been listening to the Five Song Network. I'm Brother Seth. Uh, Brother Elishir will be joining me a little later on and hopefully some other uh calls we'll see. Alright, check out this message. You gotta have faith. See it by faith if you can't see it in this realm. There's an pouring of abundance, of abundance, new doors. Have been opened. The land it is green, a new grace has been released. The glory, the glory of the ladder is greater than the former. The blessing is here. It's all here. Lift up your hands, come on. The glory of the ladder is greater than the former. The blessing of peace is all here. There's a love of love. I remember. It's a new level. It's a new level. There's a love of love. Abundance of blessings 
moving with the speed, speed of the Holy Ghost. Abundance, speed of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. I am favored. Do you know you were favored?
Father, your word has said that you would spare a remnant, that you would always remember a remnant, and that you would bring a remnant even back to the land of Israel. And, Father, we ask that you would help us be uh, instruments in that in that plan. Help us, for those that choose not to go for whatever reason, we ask you to give us wisdom and guidance as to what will happen and how to just be salvage and that we may take care of our family and our children in either way. And, Father, I know these things may be, some of these things may be a far off. Help us to plan even for our children, our grandchildren. Give us direction, clear directions on this episode. We ask you to visit us, Father. We welcome you to visit us. We open up our hearts and our minds to Yahweh Israel by his Ruach to visit us and speak through us. Help us. You said the truth will make you free, and we're looking for your truth tonight, your rhema to illuminate our minds and spirits. Guide us, Father, tonight. We take authority over the enemy. We bind the uh, the enemy that will come to, de- to steal, kill, and destroy your word. You said, whatsoever we bind up on this earth shall be bound in heaven. So we are not by ourselves when we bind the enemy. We thank you that the heaven join us. They 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 back up the church. And we are one with the heavens. Just the scripture says very clearly that when we bind a thing on this earth, it is bound in heaven. So we bind the enemy from operating in the minds and spirits of your people. Set them free, Father, tonight by your word. These things we ask in your precious Son Yeshua of Israel, the Messiah. Amen. And all that, all those that agree with that prayer, that declaration tonight or listening in the future, just simply say amen. And when we say amen, we're not talking about amen or all. We're just saying so be it. Okay, folks, tonight, tonight, <laughs> reparations, reparations. Reparations, reparations, reparations. What does it mean? Some of y'all tune in tonight to get a good laugh because you think it's wishful thinking and, and we're just dreaming. Well, really listen. You might find out that it's uh, more of a reality than you think. But after all, many people have gotten reparations on this earth. Many people have gotten reparations on this earth. Not just the Japanese. Lots of people have gotten reparations. And they have always come from nations that have oppressed them. So, and then other nations even have uh, joined and helped. The scripture says very clearly, we'll get into scriptures a little later on, have said very clearly for those, this, this first few minutes here I'm going to take to to talk to those that really trivialize us. And then we're not going to spend any more time with you on um, because this show is for those that believe and that believe that song that that is if not believe or is, is trying to walk in that overflow that Sinatra, uh, the Nigerian praise and worship leader said earlier. So I want to spend the next few minutes talking to those of you that trivialize this whole topic. Reparations, I believe, and many others believe. And a lot of your congressional leaders believe will be a reality. And as you know, 2019 is 
the 400-year mark of our sojourn in this country. Now, folks, again, no matter what happened to us as a human species, the scriptures over everything is going to be fulfilled. Everything that happens on this planet is evolving around these like pillars called Yah's word or God's word. We come and we go our lives and some most of us live to be eighty or seventy and we die. There are scriptures, no matter what, that is going to be fulfilled. Some of you have trouble believing the Jews or the Israelites or indeed African Americans or one of the lost tribes of Israel is African Americans. You have a problem with this whole message. I understand. I understand. For you, you're going to have to go and tune in. You're going to have to Google Five Smooth Stone, Blog Talk Radio, and just look up over all the shows, and you'll see shows where we deal with that proof of so-called black biblical Jews or truth of us being Israelites. We can't go into it on this show. We've spent over 50 shows, three hours or two hours and a half a pop talking about it. We cannot go into it this show. We may hit it just a little bit later, but not much. If you really want concrete proof of us being the people of that Bible, the Israelites, then you'll need to Google Fossil Stone Blog Talk Radio. It's just that simple. On this Fossil Stone Network, again, we're going to be talking about how reparations is going to be a spiritual thing. It may start off carnal, people talking about money, getting my money, getting paid. You always got those people that's going to be carnal with it and trivialize it and be talking about, girl, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. We're not talking about what the world plan on doing with this act. We're talking about the most high. Number one, if we even get it, it's going to be him. And number two, what some African Americans is going to do with it is going to be profound. So those of you that have a hard time, number one, believing we Israel, just look at this show tonight from the standpoint of of African Americans getting it, some of us, and just deciding to move away. Because you can't, you don't bind to this whole spirituality. I understand. But I warn you, Brother Seth, I warn you tonight, listen to what you're going to hear because you might just need it. Save this broadcast on a CD or somewhere, put it away, because you just might need the information. We're going to show beyond a shadow doubt through Scripture that we believe America's going to fall. Father's going to judge this country. And it has to be so. What nation gets by with the kind of evils that it has done, especially to us? What? When does the when did the father just start allowing a nation to just beat up on the people? He never does anything. Many of us are crying out for his mercy, and especially now that we're seeing the true colors of this president and this country, 
many people are praying that don't normally pray. And you know what happened when Israel began to pray as a people. The Most High comes for his people. Well, that's exactly what's happening to those you that trivialize reparations being used as a tool for some of us to leave. Folks, again, if you can't see it, just think of just it being used for some black folks to go live somewhere else, okay? But as you're going to see, it's 1,500 times more important. Revelation 18, I want to read, just starting out. Revelation 18, especially verse 4. Remember, the book of Revelation talks about things that are to come upon our earth, things that have happened in the past. But check this out. It's out of the King James Version. Again, Revelation 18. And after these things I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory, or his brightness. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and is become the habitation of devils, and the whole of every foul spirit, and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. Don't let the typology throw you. Listen in the spirit. Some nation has to wear this shoe. Who could it be? Who could it be? Again, and he cried with a strong voice saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, is, is become the habitation of devils. And the hold of every foul spirit. And a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. For all nations have drunk the wine of the wrath of her fornication. What nation can boast that all nations have done anything from them? For what all, one more time, verse 3. For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. And the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. Obviously, it's not talking about sex. It's talking about a relationship, business relationship. It goes on to say, and the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. Now, if no other nation well, no other nations can boast that the merchants of the earth are wax rich through the abundance of her delicacies, but America. Many years, Bible scholars have thought that, as you know, some of you know, that Iraq was Babylon. Well, it's impossible for Iraq to wear all the things I just read in verse 2 and verse 3. But then verse 4 goes on to say, And I heard a voice from heaven, whoever this Babylon is, whoever this Babylon is that have made all the nations rich through her, <laughs> have gotten the nations drunk with the, the wrath of her fornication, have committed fornication with these countries. And it talks about again earlier how every foul spirit, every foul spirit, the scripture says in verse 2, and the hold of every foul spirit. Listen to verse 4. 
And I heard a voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that you may not partake of her sins, and that you receive not of her plagues. So two things is going on here. The Father tells Israelites to come out of her, my people, that ye may not partake of her sins, and that ye receive not of her plagues. Verse 5. For her sins have reached unto the heaven, and God, or Yah, have redeemed her iniquities. I'll pay her back. Very interesting reading in Revelation 18, talking about, again, a nation, a powerful nation that is that is influencing, that is influencing other nations that have uh, caused other nations to become wealthy by her. There is no other nation that can wear this slipper that can say every evil spirit is there. Now, I thought every, every evil spirit is everywhere. Well... Possibly not so, because otherwise, why would the scripture even word it as such? I think what it means is strongholds of every evil spirit. America can wear this slipper, folks, and we believe with every fiber of our being that the Father is saying in this scripture, in this passage, for the Israelites, he's calling his people to come out of her, that they may not partake of her number one sins, sins and then of her plagues and I think what's happening in, the, in our country today so-called America uh, so-called our country I meant to say is we're seeing the rise of a lot of evils and one evil in particular is this 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 rise of white supremacy and these people are very serious and, and uh, I'll, uh, I'm gonna quote one of the white supremacists that was actually on the show I, I uh, been checking him out for years now, Jerry Taylor, but he was on the the, the latest the late his latest show was on CNN called the State of, of Hate, the State of Hate. And this brother, this this I'm gonna call him a brother because he's a human being, but he says it very clear <laughs> that Jerry Taylor says a lot of. And I I really recommend y'all bear with him, kind of thinking three things here at one time. But Jared Taylor talks very clearly about this not being, and he is the mouthpiece for millions. Don't underestimate it. As he said on the CNN uh, interview, many people feel like he does. We look at Charlottesville and we look at people throwing up the white power sign and we think this is just a few little knuckleheads. Folks, this is the very fabric of America. After all, after all, who do you think put Donald Trump in office? And and Donald Trump at the time uh, was definitely associated with Steve Bannon, who's a bonafide white supremacist. And you have other, uh can't think of the one other gentleman that's, again, a notorious white supremacist. And then some of the comments uh, Trump has made, not to mention about, uh, not to mention his family, father being a part of the Klan, just a long history of racism where it relates to Donald Trump. Uh, but Jared Taylor is what I was talking about. This gentleman on CNN um, program called The State of Hate says something very key. 
He said, many people believe what I'm saying when I say they're not happy about white people becoming a minority in 2043 and uh, possibly extinct. Not no possibly, but extinct within 100 years. And a lot of whites feel like they are a race based on their color. And because of this, a lot of them are acting out. A lot of them are um, really uh, thinking when they are become a minority that that means their people uh, is uh, becoming a minority. And a lot of us think like that, too. We think we are black people based upon skin color, and they think like they are white people based upon skin color. And we think we're innocent, but a lot of us are now we're adding actually adding to this myth of race based upon color, which is no, nothing more than a social construct. There was only 70 nations in, the, in, this, in Genesis 10, as many of you know, and they was based on region, language, and uh, uh, culture, among other things. And more importantly, the Father recognized them differently as various nations. So... Uh, what we call a nation <laughs> and what the most I call a nation is two different worlds. And I see a hand that went up. I'm coming to you. Uh, area code 209-683. But folks, listen, listen. Um, again, those of you that have mess- problems with this message, please have a heart, have an ear, listen. This could save your life, if not your life, your children's children's life. And I do mean save your life. Oh, what do you mean save my life? No, I'm very, very serious. If indeed the Father is galvanizing his people and, and waking up his people to bring them out of a remnant out of America, and you don't start teaching your children to start wearing start wearing America like a, a garment. You know, don't get too in love with this place. Yes, our father and forefathers come up in it, but we're, we have to start thinking different now, baby. Uh, we, uh, talk to your children now. We got to start thinking different, little Johnny. We got to start thinking different, little Elijah. We got to start thinking different. We got to start thinking different. You you may not want to raise your children up in America. Start talking to them, uh, you know, and, uh, about other countries, about other places, living other places, life in other places, how wonderful it is in other places. Start, start talking about the beauty of because what's happening is a lot of us, especially older people over 50, I would say, I don't mean to pick old people over 50, but it's just that, that mind frame, I think, in my experience anyway, they just seem to not be able to understand life outside of America. Now, you maybe can go live in France or somewhere like that, any other white country, and they don't they think it's wonderful. But if you start talking about living somewhere else other than that, they start thinking, you know, you're part of some cult or something. We gotta get out of that crazy thinking because the most high is getting ready to redeem his people. And I believe it, I believe it, I believe it, and I do think reparations will be a possible tool. But let's not limit the Father to reparations because he can do it however way he wants. But when you look at how the Egyptians came out of that captivity, folks, when you look at how the most high pool from the Egyptian wealth pool put it in the hands of his people, knowing that they would never give it back, 
perhaps this government will say, well, we won't give you reparations. We're just going to give y'all uh, 30-year loans. you got 30 years to pay it back, and if you don't pay it back, we're just going to go after your children's children. You know, some kind of trick, thinking they're going to enslave our children with debt, and then we leave and never, ever have to pay it back. I don't know how the most high would do it. I was talking to someone earlier. I don't know, but I do know this. I don't the Most High is going to always work, and I'm coming to Erico 209. The Most High always work within the realm of man's government systems. He always worked through his people. As, a script, as, as, as one songwriter put it, we are his hands, his feet, his mouthpiece upon the earth. He just don't come down and just do things just on his own. We have to invite him into this realm. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. But the authority in the earth strictly belongs to man, and we have to invite the Father. And so that's why I open up even with tonight's show with the prayer, because we want to invite the Holy Spirit, the, the Ruach, into this conversation, into this fireside chat as we really look into this deliverance. But, folks, listen. It's gonna happen. I believe it by the spirit. I don't have proof. I don't have. I'm not. I don't have no hotline to the White House. I just believe it by the spirit. When I look at the captivity of our four parents, and I look at our captivity, I'm, I do see a similarity. But let's do this. Let's go to the phone lines. I don't like our calls holding too long. I think I know who this is, but let's go ahead and uh, verify. Eric code two o nine. Six eight three. Go ahead with your question or comment. I'd love to know your name and city, please. Well, this is Eliana Badia calling from Merced, California. Well, hello, Sister Eliana. How are you doing? It is so good, so good, so good to hear your voice. Haven't heard your voice in a long time, Sister. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Actually, I was very sick for a while, and I'm I'm better. And I want to give all that praise to the to the Most High, to our Father, because He's really the one who brought me through this time. It was just a lot of allergies, a lot of a lot of stuff like that, but it just got pretty bad. So I'm doing better. Well, hallelujah, praise Yah of Israel. We really uh, is uh, really uh, glad to hear that. I remember seeing some posts on Facebook that had me concerned there, sister. But. Uh, I did pray for you, and I and, uh, and I whispered up a prayer for my sister when I saw you with that respirator. Oh, if I'm pronouncing that right, on the um, remember that post you made on Facebook? Yeah, I, I did. I actually put two because I've actually undergone three breathing treatments, and I was uh, they were trying to get this under control, but it, they they narrowed it down to it was like a uh, like a bacterial pneumonia. And I was walking around with it for a while, and then it started to get more control over me than I had over myself. And that's when, you know, I really started calling out for prayers and and uh, because I was praying, but it was pretty strong. But, you know, yeah. our Father is so wonderful. I, I do give praise to him, and I thank everyone for their prayers. So thank you, brother. I really thank yes. you the most high for your prayers. Thank you. That's one good thing about Facebook is when you call out for prayer, a lot of people do. Uh, not everybody's struggling to have faith. Some people do believe that the Father not is just able, but is willing, and it's good to connect with them on Facebook and they pray. Well, sister, what do you think of? Uh, again, so glad you're on the show tonight, and and so glad to know you're doing better. And I mean that. 
Having said all that, what do you think of tonight's show? Uh, coming reparations in some form will assist African Americans in leaving. What do you think of that? I'm so glad to have you on to ask you that question, my sister. <laughs> well, you know, I think it's a wonderful, wonderful idea. And I think it's, got, it, it's of course, it's going to happen because it's based in Scripture. And if we look, about, if we look back at what happened with our forefathers, when they left their captivity, the land of their captivity, which was Egypt, they did receive an abundance of wealth to leave. And we know that the United States of America has not been, nor is it being fair to the Hebrews of this land. So the father already had a plan. And he's going to execute that plan, and it's going to be beautiful. It's going to come forward, and we're going to get paid. I always tell people we're going to get paid because it is right. The workman is worthy of his hire. And so our ancestors worked without pay. They were beaten. They were killed. Their children were taken from them, and they were never paid. And then when they were freed, they were tricked into sharecropping, which the then masters turned businessmen began to triple charge them for the very tools they needed just to grow the crops and kept our forefathers and ancestors in abundant debt. So the father has seen all of this. And we have to remember a lot of, you know, I was actually got on a, a um, someone's Facebook page who is not a Hebrew, and I just looked at the thread of all of those precious people, and they were saying, oh, blacks need to get over it. Uh, 600,000 of our civil you know, rights soldiers died, and that's your reparations. Get over it. Um, move on. And I started laughing, but I had to post that on my Up From Civil Rights because I wanted people to read just how they think. And if you met these people in the workplace or, or at your church, you would think, oh, that's a, that's a good person. And they'll tell you, I'm not racist. But they are racist, and they don't want us to have anything, and they still feel justified by their actions and their um, thought process about black people. In the United States, the killings, all of that's going on. They just want us to shut up, get over it, but they're supporting the false Jews in Israel with money, and these people are talking about the Holocaust some past 50 years, and they're still bringing it up, and they feel now that it is the Christians' duty to support Israel. But don't support the real Hebrew. Shut up, Hebrew. Get over it. Don't mention it. Don't make us feel guilty for what was done. But what are you doing today? Reparations is about what you did in the past and what you're doing today. And they owe something for that. Now, I believe it was already in the Father's plan for us to get paid. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to it. Yes, 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 and I, and I uh, appreciate those words. I appreciate those words. You know, I've been saying some of this for many years, but it's always good to, for you always have a fresh approach. 
and I appreciate uh, your delivery and your insight into this man. I really do. And uh, I want to read something to uh, those of you um, that are tuned in tonight. Again, you listen to the Bosmos on Network. Uh, Brother Seth is on the line, as well as Sister Eliana Badia, all the way from Merced, California, is also joining me uh, tonight. Listen, uh, folks, Jeremiah 16 and 14, listen to this. Remember, in all scripture reading tonight, if I don't, I may not say this again, so hear me very careful, very careful, folks. Whatever Israel go through or went through in previous times, their life, the history of the Hebrew is to repeat. Remember that. One scripture I can say that supports what I just said was Deuteronomy 28. And verse 46, where Moses talks about what will befall Israel, and he uses this verse, he says, and they, speaking of the blessings, the blessings, and they, speaking of the blessings, or the curses, will be upon thee for a sign, S-I-G-N, a sign and a wonder, and unto thy seed forever. Forever, today is included in that. One more time. And they, speaking of the blessings of the Christians, and they shall be upon thee for a sign and a wonder, and unto thy seed forever. Israelites' heritage, what they go through as a people, will repeat. So when y'all hear us reading scriptures from Jeremiah, I know many people are saying that don't have nothing to do with today. Y'all taking the scripture and y'all twisting it. Folks, Israel, many of you don't believe we Israelites. Now, I've already addressed you earlier. You're just going to have to just go and do the research, but just take this show, hear what we say, do your own research on that later. But listen to what the scriptures say. Whoever the Jews are, which we believe is us, one of the lost tribes, listen to what will befall them. Jeremiah 16 and 14. Therefore, behold, the days come and said the Lord, that it should be no more said, the Lord liveth, that brought up the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. Verse 15. But the Lord liveth, that brought up the children of Israel from the land of the north, and from all lands where he have driven them. One more time. Therefore, behold, the days come, and said the Lord. So the reason I'm reading this twice, because I want you to really get this. Check this out. Again, Jeremiah 16 verses 14 and I don't know if I read the verse 19 14 through 19 is really what I was what I want you to check, read at your at your leisure but I just want to read a little bit of it right now therefore behold the days come and said the Lord that it shall be no more said the Lord liveth that brought up the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt verse 15 but the Lord liveth that brought up the children of Israel from the land of the north and from all the lands whether he had driven them and I will bring them again into their land that I gave unto their fathers. Verse 16. Behold, I will send many fishers, saith the Lord, and they shall fish them. And I will send many hunters, and they shall hunt them from every mountain and from every hill and out of the holes of the rock. Verse 17. And just by the way, verse 16, I believe, is my calling. That's one of my callings to 
show hunting for them is is to hunt for them in scriptures and to and to show um the uh, the world like we're doing just tonight who they are and this is a part of the hunting and the fishing one more time verse verse sixteen behold, I will send many fishers, saith the Lord, and they shall fish them. And after, I will send many hunters, and they shall hunt them from every mountain. I've been to 24 countries, and when I go, I'm asking, inquiring, you know, looking to see who live out these prophecies. And when I find people that do, I say, do you know who you are? Now, of course, I don't send it to anybody unless I really believe they're living out the prophecies. But I've been in India. I've seen the untouchables. That's another topic. But, again, verse 16 is fulfilled before your very eyes, I'm one of those that have hunted them out and fished them out. Verse 17, for my eyes are upon all of their ways. They are not hid from my face. Well, we're all mixed together, and there's no way we know who the real Jews are. Verse 17 again, for my eyes are upon all their ways. They are not hid from my face, neither is their iniquity hid from mine eyes. Verse 18, and first, I will recompense their iniquity and their sin double, because they have denied—excuse me—they have defiled my land. They have filled my inheritance with their with the carcasses of their detestable and abominable things. So first, he's going to deal with the sin of Israel, which he have done all for sure, for sure. <laughs> Verse nineteen. O Lord, my strength and my fortress and my refuge in the day of affliction, the Gentiles shall come unto thee from the ends of the earth and shall say, listen to what the Gentiles are going to say. Listen to this. O Lord, my strength and my fortress and my refuge in the day of affliction, the Gentiles shall come unto thee from the ends of the earth and say, surely our fathers have inherited lies Vanities and things wherein there is no profit. One more time, the Gentiles are going to say, just think about this. Even the people that rule over us, listen to this. Surely our fathers have inherited lies, vanity, and things wherein there is no profit. This is the culture of so-called white America. No offense to any people, no offense to anybody, no disrespect to anybody. But, folks, here's the scripture saying that the people that rule over us, the Gentiles, have no heritage, basically. Their heritage is nothing but about lies, vanities, and things where there is no profit. Heading with Hollywood itself. This whole culture, American culture, just based upon lies, deception, and ignorance. Of course, uh, through lies, vanities, and things wherein there is no profit. Sister Eliana, any comments on that? Sister Eliana? Yes, I'm with you. Okay, I was just saying, any comments on uh, um, Jeremiah 16? Well, absolutely, it's correct. And um, let me get back to you in a comment in about two to three minutes. Okay, all right. Okay, Sister Eliana, it sounds like she's got something going on there. Let me go ahead and go to the phone lines. We have another phone call, uh, hand lifted. And uh, area code 678-559-678-559. Go ahead with your question or comment. Um, Probably going to comment on something I just read, perhaps. I'd like to know your name and city, please. Good evening, Brother Seth. 
Sister Ayawan. This is Brother Ellis Stewart. How are you all this evening? Hey, how are we doing? How are you doing? Okay, Sister Eliana kind of joined me a little earlier, and we've just been swinging at it. But but uh, Brother Ellis Stewart is going to be, folks, this brother is going to be one of the, another co-host tonight. Go ahead and just say hello to the people briefly and how to get a hold of you, and then we're going to uh, get into this, because uh, I really want to hear what you have to say as well with regards to... Um, the reparations, brother. You've done a lot of research on scriptures where reparations is concerned. So, again, Ellis Shure, Israel is in the house, and Sister Eliana Badia, all the way from Mercy, California, has joined us as well. Brother Ellis Shure, go ahead and give a little quick, uh, maybe a minute intro and uh, how to get a hold of you, please. Okay, my name is Ellis Shure, Israel Ellison. <clears throat> I can be contacted through Facebook at that name, Elishua Israel Ellison. Um, for those who don't know, I'm a native of Fort Worth, Texas. Um, uh, life, uh, almost a lifelong friend of Seth. It's been so long. And um, no, definitely not new to the show. So, um, again, thanks for the opportunity to be here and just glad to be able to uh, share the word with the people. <clears throat> Well, brother, I don't know how, how much you've heard of uh, Jeremiah 16, 14, and 19, but it's just another passage, uh, uh, scriptures sharing about uh, the re- re- resurrection and redemption of Israel. And I know you have a lot more scriptures, but before you get into your long list of scriptures there, because we talked earlier, uh, what do you think of the topic? Just give us a little quick little um, comment on the title, Coming coming reparations in some form will assist African-Americans in leaving. Your take, please. Well, I believe it's an on-time topic. I believe it's very timely um, as we come up on the 400-year anniversary of our presence being on this soil, 1619-1919. I believe the month is August to September, which will mark us being here 400 years. And that four hundred years. Hold on, years second, hold, on second, brother, uh, hold on, brother. I'm sure there's a little squeaking noise. I don't know what that is, but it's really loud. Okay, I'm in a room. Okay. Feel up. Okay, and that four hundred year coincides with the prophecy given to Abraham by the Most High in regard to the captivity of his descendants. Before <clears throat> uh, most people believe that that prophecy is a reference to our sojourn in Egypt. Uh, I beg to differ because there's many things that are, that are inconsistent with that being in Egypt. First of all, we were not in Egypt for 400 years. Uh, likewise, um, when you look at it to where we're at now and where we've been in the time frame, people will say, well, we were only in slavery for 260 years. Well, the prophecy is very specific. And it mentioned, as a matter of fact, the best way to do that <clears throat> It's in Genesis chapter 15, and it begins with verse 13. I'll begin with verse 12, and it says, And when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram, and lo, and horror of great darkness fell upon him. And he said unto Abram, Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs, and shall serve them, and they shall afflict them four hundred years. Now, let's read it. Let's read it in a chronological order exactly what it states. And let's not add a dot to it and let's not take anything from it. And it says, and they shall serve them. 
no time limit, and they shall afflict them 400 years. And though we have not been enslaved for 400 years, slavery actually lasted somewhere within the range of 260 to 300 years. However, the first slave ship set, set sail or docked in Jamestown, Virginia in the year 1619. And from that point to this very present, we have been afflicted and oppressed by those who captured us, by our slave masters, by those who enslaved us. So the prophecy definitely coincides with our sojourn and not the sojourn of our ancestors when they were in Egyptian captivity. Because again, the most significant thing to understand about that is that they were not in Egypt for 400 years. So when you talk about reparations and you go back to the prophecy, I'll continue. In verse 4, it said, verse 13, And he said unto Abram, No of a surety that thou seed should be a stranger in a land that is not theirs, and should serve them, and they should afflict them 400 years. And also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge, and afterwards shall they come out with great substance. What did that just say? And also that nation whom they shall serve means that nation who enslaved them, held them in captivity, and enslaved them. I will judge that nation, and afterwards they shall come out with great substance. So reparation is a very relative discussion and subject in relation to our sojourn here on these North American shores. Absolutely. And in relation to the scripture, it is very consistent that at some point in time, we shall exit this place. And when we exit, we shall exit with great substance. Now, of course, it is not for us to determine or to pre or, or presume how that substance will manifest itself. However, we know that we the things in the Old Testament are a type and a shadow for what we are currently experiencing in the New Covenant. And it says this. It says that the, the Hebrews saw the Egyptians as they were exiting Egypt. And likewise, we will spoil them in some form or matter. Now, the thing is, is that I don't believe reparations are going to come in the form or in the way that most people are expecting. Most people are expecting that through trial and error, through court, you know, through court or through Congress or through the Senate, that some argument will be made and that in that result it will finalize and some form of reparations. I don't believe that that is going to be the catalyst that's going to bring about reparations. I have to believe that which is consistent with the scripture, and the scripture is very clear that upon our exit, it will not be a time of peace. These people are going to be glad to see us leave. And the reason they're going well, to be glad well, to see us leave... And, and, and uh, if Brother LSU, if you remember... The Egyptians were glad to see Israel leave. I just believe exactly. that it's going to... What was that? I said exactly. Yeah, and then they had a change of heart later on when they began to see the ramifications of them leaving, taking, as I said in the show's description, 
taking uh, wealth uh, that they loan them, taking um, labor, free labor, uh, taking just themselves that they no longer had those servants. And so they had a change of heart. And I think this government is going to do the same thing. But, folks, listen. We're going to continue to do this tonight. Hold on one second. Let me just get this one little point out. We're going to continue to give you our scriptures. But let me just say this really briefly because there are some people, and you like the idea, you, you, you love the idea of what we're talking about. You're hoping it's true, and it's like a fantasy, and you like uh, flirting with this, and you can't be too spiritual because it sounds kind of like Sister Eliana was saying, we're going to get paid. And when you hear those words, it's going to get paid. Folks, listen. It ain't about us, really, and it is about us. There are scriptures that must be fulfilled. And it don't have anything to do with us, kind of, and it do. It's about a covenant that the Father made with Abraham, that he would bless his seed. And no matter what, that covenant is not going to be broken. He said that this nation would be a stiff-necked, rebellious people, but that he would never utterly cast them off or cast them down. Look at us. We're not obedient as a nation of people. And so this is not coming because we're some obedient nation. This is coming because of a covenant with Abraham, because of a love story, because of a love he had for Father Abraham and Israel and really the planet. But what I'm saying is, some of y'all are having trouble with what Brother Elisha was saying, what Celiana was saying, what myself is saying, and others have said all over the Internet and throughout time. It's been, this has been spoken of for a long time. You have trouble with it. But remember, it ain't about you, per se, whether or not you believe it or not. A remnant is going to return to Israel because of a covenant made with Abraham. The Father will not utterly reject this whole nation, damn this whole nation, destroy this whole nation because of this covenant. That's consistent with your Bible right there. So this is why a remnant is going to be reserved, not because of some righteousness. Because some of y'all look around and you see how we're acting and say, I don't get it. I don't get what y'all saying because we, we kill each other. We, can, we can't come together with this, with this, with that. It ain't about us per se like that. It's about a covenant. He is going to, I mean, it's about that remnant. He love, He's going to bless that remnant. He loves all of us. But he's going to reward those that are obedient, that those that listen to his Ruach, his spirit, and he's going to protect them. So just know that. It's not like every Israelite going to be spared, nothing like that. I don't believe that. I think the whole house of Israel is going to be rescued in terms of everybody knowing who they are, rescued in identity. In other words, the whole planet is going to know who we are, and that way we have been resurrected, but not preserved, taken care of. Like the remnant. But go ahead, Brother Elisha. I just want to say that. Okay. Um, oh, let me get back where I was saying. Well, <clears throat> jumping off what Seth said, uh, <laughs> I'm going to say this, and some people might be offended by this, but this is the real deal for sure. You know what? 
it really doesn't matter if the people believe it or not. Because like God be true and every man a liar. God's word is sure. It does not return unto him void, but it accomplished the very thing for which he sent forth to do. The prophets, we look at, we're reading from a book. It is the only book in the history of mankind who has been has proven 100% accuracy in the things that it has prophesied. Yes, yes, yes. Up to this point. There's no book on the planet that has that type of accuracy, no book prophetic in nature that has that has type of accuracy in fulfilling that which is stated is going to come to pass. So the reality is, it simply is, is that it's going to happen, whether the people believe it or not. What they have to make a decision is, is that what part, what side of history are you going to be on? And even more That's important true. than that, you know, what side are you going to choose? Because broad is the way to destruction, and many, many be there into it. And narrow is the way, and to righteous, and few into the kingdom. So the reality is, is that I realized a long time ago, the more I read the word, don't be looking for the mass. Because it's it's very real. It's like just recently, this nation celebrated Independence Day, 4th of July. And the reality is, is that there were people who will take issue with those of us who say we don't observe that day because on the day of 4th of July, 1776, our ancestors were picking cotton. So we had no independence. We were slaves. We were considered three-fifths of a human being. So at that particular point in time, we had nothing to celebrate. And then there are people who will take issues with that, and especially those of the Christian persuasion. And my response is to that, you're more concerned with me celebrating the independence of the people who enslaved my people, but you're the same people who will not pay any homage to God's speech. To me, that is a line of demarcation in the area of sanctification because we go back to that part that sanctification that just not means abstinence from sexual sin, but it means to be set apart, separate, set apart from the world. So the reality is, is that we have to come to the awareness that no, our efforts are not in vain. There is that one, two, three, five, ten percent out there who are under the listening to the sound of our voices who will take heed with what I say and what, what you say and what Sister Yaliana say, and they will, and their spirit will resonate with what we say, and they are that part of that elect. But for the most part, no. No. We're going to be like Noah. How many years did he build an ark to the saving? Of only his household. Because they did not understand the reality of the turbulence and the of the times until it came upon them. It says, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Men were marrying and giving in marriage. That phrase, marrying and giving in marriage, means that people are just going about their business with no sense of awareness or sensitivity to the times in which they live. It's like a frog in the kettle. We have got in the kettle, and the temperature has been turned up bit by bit to the point we're not aware that we're boiling to death. 
Now, with that, I'll pick up from the scripture. That was just my little commentary in relation to what you said, Seth. Daniel chapter 12, and this is to confirm what Brother said, because it's not a fairy tale. Because when you understand what the scriptures, what the prophets say, not what men say, not what preachers say, but what the Bible has, has stated, you understand it's not a fairy tale because it's not going to come with an ease. And we're not going to get reparations through some type of court battle. The only way these people are going to give reparations to us is they're going to be forced to give us reparations. And they're going to do that because they're going to want us to see, they're going to want to see us leave, just like the Egyptians wanted to see the Hebrews leave. They didn't have a change of heart because all of a sudden they all of a sudden became well-doers. No. They had experienced so many plagues that it came to the point that they had frogs in the bed, frogs in the toilet, frogs in the kitchen. Frogs was everywhere. Yep, yep. And they got to the point to the point that where they said, Y'all gotta go. You all have got to go. We recognize the source of all our trouble is you. And for 400 years, the source of most of the principal conflict in the United States has been us. But it ain't even got started yet. The party ain't even got started. Daniel chapter 12, verse 1. And at that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people. And there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation even to that same time. And at that time, thy people should be delivered, every one, what? That should be found written in the book of life. So just because you Israel, you will not be delivered unless your name is written in the book of life. Now, I'm going to come, let, and that now from two or three witnesses, let every word be established. Jeremiah chapter 30. <clears throat> For thus saith the Lord, we have heard a voice of trembling of fear, not of peace. Ask you now and see whether a man doth prevail with child. No, well then wherefore do I see every man with his hands on his loins as a woman travail and all faces are turned into pelvis. You go into the hood right now. You see the average brother walking down the street. What is he holding, brother Seth? Talk to me. Talk back to me. What is he holding? They know. They need to see it explicit because they need to understand that this book is talking about us. There's no other people on the planet that meets up and aligns with these prophecies and the characteristics of the people who were being enslaved. No more, nobody beyond us. Well, you, they need you to know understand what? That this, that this book is talking about us. You know, Brother sure I'm listening to you, and then, of course, you know, I hear, I've hear i heard that. I've heard actually people teach on that, what the brother is saying, that when there's talk about the, this time of affliction, and you're seeing brothers hold themselves as though someone is travailing. They're not travailing. They're holding themselves as, why does every man hold his loins as though he's travailing? I've heard a lot of people talk about this, these brothers Walk around holding themselves. I, I, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. And I don't say that. But I have heard Brother Elshur and lots of other very well-respected people say that. Again, it doesn't say they're travailing. Hold, why do I see every man holding himself, his lungs, as though when a woman is travailing? So, very interesting scripture. But go ahead. 
It says, why do I tear man's hands on his loins? On his loins. It's very specific. As a man in travail, and all faces are turned into paleness. What As a man in travail, my bad. Okay. Yeah, what that indicates is a sign of hopelessness. It's a sign that you have nothing else. And black men, for the most part, have nothing else in this society to claim the thing than what's hanging between their legs. That's our reality. We might acknowledge it. That's why I come two out of every three child that's born in the black community is born without a father in the home. That is our reality. It was our reality when we was on the plantation. We were bucks. We were used to stop okay. and give birth to children and not take responsibility for them. Okay. That's our reality. But let me move on with the scripture. Now, as it says, as I see, every man with his hands up is a woman for favor. Alas, for that day is great. For that day is great, so that none is like it. It is even the time of Jacob's trouble, but he shall be saved out of it. For it shall come to pass in that day, saith the Lord of hosts, that I will break his yoke from off thy neck and will burst thy bonds and strangers. Okay, now, remember I read Daniel 12. Daniel 12 said the same thing that Jeremiah 30 said. and talking about a time of great trouble. It's such a trouble as we have never seen. And you got to understand that that's some intense trouble when you realize all the captivities that Israel experienced over their history and their sojourn. When you realize what we experienced in slavery, and it said, and when you realize what happened at the time of the, uh, uh, of the destruction of the temple in 70 A.D. and the affliction and the persecution that they brought to bear against us then, so when you say that, when it says that this is going to be a trouble unlike any other trouble, this is going to be extremely intense. Now, last verse. Now turn it back over to you, Seth, and that is this, and that is. Uh, and I'm going to, you said something, and this is what people need to know, is that there's a lot of good news. I'm going to turn it back over to you, Seth, and then I'll pick up with the good news the next time. But it says this here, Amos chapter 9, verse 10 through 5. All okay. the sinners of my people should die by the sword. Now, when you read Amos chapter 9, if you are aware of the, of the time of the prophecies, that the prophet was not prophesying about anything that was taking place in his lifetime. This is a prophecy that was going to take place in the end time. And he says, all the sinners of my people shall die by the sword, which say this evil shall not overtake us nor prevent us. And that day, now, I'm going to just comment in and I turn up the set. This is why the scripture says this and why you see these scriptures talking about the time of Jacob's trouble. And then there's a scripture, and there's a scripture in Isaiah, which I'll read later, which talks about the sons and daughters. Seth, you talked about that the reason about reparations was not about the righteousness of Israel as a people. No, it's not. Reparations has always been about one thing. It ain't about uh, a people being holy. It ain't about the character of the people who the reparations are paid to. It's not about the social conditions of the people. No, who hold, hold, hold on, hold on. No, I wasn't saying reparations not about righteousness. I was saying that. Um... No, 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 I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that either. I wouldn't say that either. Right, ahead, right. And, but, 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 but I said it's not about the character of the people whom the reparations are paid to. Reparations are about justice. 
Right. And God exactly. is a God of justice. He said love justice. And reparations are about justice. And when you finish reading these scriptures tonight, we will find out that everything that the Most High is doing in restoring, in first, in first restoring his people, resurrecting his people, restoring his people, it is about justice and it's about his name. And that's what it's about. And reparations, we will encounter it. But here's the thing, and this is why it's so important. And this is why, like I said, they're not going to give it to us willingly, but it's going to be forced because here's the thing. A lot of us are out of touch with the reality in which we live, especially in regards to this current present generation. Because this generation is so far out there that for many of us, we just basically have come to terms and say, hey, you know, they have a different world, a different time. I don't understand them. You know, I'm just trying to do me. A lot of us are basically, we're, senior, we're in the senior age, and we just basically trying to live, uh, live out our days in peace and tranquility and to get to the other side. But the reality is that the people who we are leaving this planet to are catching hell. And they are of a different predisposition than us. They were not made for captivity. And because they were not made for captivity, just like the Joshua generation, they are going to begin to push back against the system. Because if you have not noticed it yet, no one is taking accountability for the oppression that black people are now encountering. Police officers can shoot us down at will, and very seldom do they do one day in jail. That's just one of the many things that we are experiencing. These people, speaking of Gentiles, these, the powers that be, they are, in, they are frantic. They are in desperation, and their desperation is going to cause them to make plenty of mistakes. And these mistakes are going to eventuate in the greatest race riots this nation has ever seen. And there are white people who know that the way black people are being treated is wrong. And they are not going to do the expected and take all of these white races aside. It is going to be well these people to their heart. And they're going to realize there's only one remedy for the racial conflict in America. They got to go. That's right. And I believe that. And I, 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 well, let me just do a little, um, just real quick here. Again, everyone, we, uh, thanks to y'all for tuning to the Five Swords Stone Network. This is Brother Seth. I have Brother Elishua Ellison on the line. Also, Sister Eliana Badia is on the line. She had to take care of something, so she'll be back shortly. Folks, listen, tonight we're talking about reparations. That would include the HR Bill 40 um, this, uh, in this 116th Congress. Uh, folks, listen. Reparations. The spiritual side of reparations. We are hearing all kinds of things in the secular news. Some say it could cost as much as seventeen trillion. I've seen numbers as high as fifty one trillion. We don't know how much. But what we're saying before the news even come out, we believe that it's gonna happen. By the spirit, we believe it's gonna happen. When we look at ancient Israel and what they went through with the oppressors, our forefathers of that day, and how they came out. They One minute they had zero, very little, they were slaves. And then they came out wealthy. They borrowed a lot from the Egyptians, so much they spoiled them, the scripture says. So they wouldn't. So when you translate that into 2019, 
and you look at a people, we're not poor, 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 but we're in comparison to the counter, our counterpart, our white brothers and sisters, we are struggling financially as a people, especially a lot of our people that are getting it the worst. And in order for us to come out like the Israelites came out, it's going to require some money, as Sister Eliana said. We're going to have to get paid. And I do think a lot of people are going to get paid, whether or not they fear the most high or not, because as LSU was saying, it's just justice. All of us have went through hell, whether or not we fear the most high or not. So I think a lot of people will get that, those funds, and it's going to turn around and empower the oppressor. That's going to happen. But many of us, it's going to get those however way it comes. We can talk about that a little later on, but they'll assure which way. It could be in form of a loan because in the scriptures, our ancient forefathers, they actually, um, the scripture says to borrow. They borrow. But the Most High knew that they would not get the opportunity to pay it back. So it was really a gift. So whether it be a gift, whether it be a loan, some kind of loan with some uh, relaxed interest, possibly no interest, pay back in 30 years. And, of course, if you don't pay back your children, children will pay it back. Maybe they're thinking it's some kind of way going to trap us and trap our children into some new form of slavery with debt. And then it ends up backfiring. We never pay them back just as our foreparents. We don't know. But I do know one thing. According to scriptures and according to what's going on, according to the to the, the supposedly race war, I believe it's coming. These white supremacists, these folks are not going to go away. They feel like 2043, them being a minority, is, is a slap in the face. And they are taking Madison in their, in their own hands. They're crying for a race war. I know some of y'all seen that program on CNN called The State of Hate. They made it very clear, we as a nation is in trouble. And again, those of us that trust the most high, we're not in danger, but our nation, our nation, talking about the African Americans within this nation, is in trouble, folks. I wish I could paint it really pretty and but brother's right. I think they're really. I think there's already a race war. Forget gonna be. It's already. It's just that one part of the war, one participant in the war, don't know that there there's a war. We don't know that there's a war. <laughs> there's a silent war already going on. Just imagine if if the cell phones is getting what they're getting. Imagine what the cell phones are not getting. And everybody don't have to die. Imagine how much oppression is going on by those whites that just hate what they find themselves in. Talking about this 2043 being a minority and the browning of their country. Can you imagine the frustration in, in a lot of the, especially the white males? What are they doing in their own practices, whatever their service they're doing for African Americans? Really, how are they treating them secretly when no cameras are around? This is why you got to be careful going to doctors. This is why you have to be careful going to any type of medical uh, uh, facilities because there are a lot of angry white people, and they're very smart, very uh, clever. They're not going to tell you about their frustration. But Jared Taylor is not the only white supremacist or only white male out there with this issue. I do have a hand that's went up. I don't know how long it's been up. I want to look at the phone lines. Uh, Eric code 817-350. I'll come to you here in a second. But, folks, again, 
If you have any questions or comments, uh, go ahead and type in the chat room, and we'll get to those questions as soon as we can. Just remember to put question marks before comment. and after. I heard some little noise there, but that'll show. Uh, put question marks before uh, and after your yeah. question. If you have a question on the phone, uh, uh, um, go ahead, Sister Eliana. Yeah, I was going to make a comment. Um, I wanted to make a comment on both what uh, Elisha said and what you were saying about this. Um, first, I'll make a comment on what you were saying. You know, this this secret hate. Well, I believe that this part of this killing of of the the, the African American people or the black people in America. This these shootings. I believe they are trying to bait us into as a as a nation of people coming against them and starting this race war that they want to have, which they think they're going to win. They really think they're going to win, and it will give them that license to wipe us out. But if we were, uh, if we really armed ourselves and we really went into battle, of course we know we're going to have Michael fighting for us and with us. They are not going to win. They really don't want a race war with us because they're not going to win it. Um, that's, when it that's really clear. And like what uh, Elshir was saying about the reparations, yeah, we're going to get paid the substance. And, you know, this is what they know, and it's something they can't stop. And that's what's happening. They're becoming aware of who we are and who we really are and who they are. And the lies that they thought that they were operating under, they, the, the impression of themselves that they thought they're realizing that it's not what it was, you know, that we are a much greater people, especially in the sight of the Most High. Now, we know, you know, in the churches they teach, God loves everybody, you know, red and yellow, black and white, we're all precious in his sight. But the Father himself said, I chose you from among the nations. You know, we are a very special and peculiar treasure to the Most High above the nations. Above the nations, he made that clear. So they're beginning to understand this about who we are, and they also know it's coming to the time of our our deliverance. And they are they know there's a deliverer because if we look back in our own historical story, there's always a person whom the Father raises up to be the leader and the deliverer of our people. And so I think this killing of especially the young males, they don't know who the deliverer is, and this is a pattern that we've seen. We saw it in in ancient Egypt when Moses was rising up. He wasn't the Messiah, but he was a deliverer. And then we also see that same pattern that happened in ancient Israel when the Messiah was born. He was the Messiah, and he is a deliverer, and they were killing the males. And that's what is happening. Uh, They're trying to kill the deliverer whom they don't know, and they can't pinpoint, and they don't know what location and, they're, and they want to bait us into a violent war so they can feel justified. But the Father's plan is so much greater than what they really understand. They just don't understand it. And, you know, we are coming into an let, awareness. Let me ask you something, Sister Eliana, because, you know, cops out here shooting, I don't think they got enough, no, no disrespect to cops, but I think a lot of them won't have the education to go to college to, to get a, I mean, they just... I don't think a lot of cops, not all of them, but some of them have the intellect to know about those things you just said. Would you, would you say 
that the that the powers that be talking about spiritual warfare, spiritual uh, spiritual wickedness in high places. The scripture talks about. Don't you think that's where uh, the, the the spirits are are trying to get rid of the savior uh, or the or saviors oh, plural, and he's working through these ignorant cops because they definitely don't know nothing about that. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Do you think that's what's going on? I think that's that's definitely what's going on because this is really a spiritual battle. You know, all of it has always been spiritual when it comes to this earth and the heavens. You know, it's played out in the in the natural, but it really is a spiritual thing. The other thing, it, it, I posted this on Facebook. It just became clear to me that, you know, a few years ago they were talking about chipping, you know, putting the chip or the um, – yeah, those ID, the RFID chips. And a lot of police officers, like in the Netherlands and places like that, were getting the chips. And I believe that a lot of the police force are chipped. And so what that means is that that frequency, whatever that chip, however that chip functions, it's also controlled by frequencies. Now, we know that um, they are also saying that we're going to go from the what? 4G network to the 5G. And the 5G is supposed to be some whole otherworldly thing where they can put suggestions in people's minds and tell a person to jump off a bridge or whatever. And I believe that if those cops, if these police, this modern police force is chipped and they're already on the 5G frequency, who knows, this is possibly why they are able to kill in cold blood and, and have no remorse because even the scripture you know talks about Revelation 13. Well, well, hold on, hold on. As, as juicy as this is, uh, I want us to get back to 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 again reparations and the spiritual applications of of delivering our people. The reason why it's, this is juicy, and I can see me comment because I got some. Actually, I, I I read two on that, Sister Eliana, but I know what's going to happen if I comment. Then that was your comment. We're going to be off topic. So again, we talk about reparations, spiritual application of reparation, deliverance of some of African American people. If y'all don't mind. If we okay, Brother Seth. Brother Seth. Yes. Um, to tap right into what you just stated, first of all, please, you all, hear me very well because this is extremely important for everybody to hear me, especially, I would say, people who are of this generation. And that is this. Um, and I'm going to tie them both together back to what you would say. First thing is this. Those police officers are not under mind control. What those police officers are white supremacists and racists. See, we're not even in the game because we refuse to do the research and study and find out what's going on in regard to the world, the world that we live in. The FBI did a survey, did a research and a survey about three years ago, and they determined that almost every police force in the United States has been and has an influx of people who used to be neo-Nazis, skinheads, and Ku Klux Klans. That they have shed their hoods. They have gone from the skinheads and the Mohawks, and that these people have now entered the police departments. And so these people who are killing our people in cold blood where I saw one idea where a guy was holding up his hand and pleading for the police officer not to shoot him, and the police officer put like five slugs into him. A people who do that are cold-blooded murderers. 
Yes, they're under demonic control because they deal in hate. These people are white supremacists. Just like David Duke left the hood and went into politics, which is another area white supremacists have now entered into, because they didn't change the game. We behind the game. And that's why I come, we study to fall victim to it. Now, and relate to what you said about reparations, and I'll go back to this. I have two scriptures to read. I'm not going to read any more tonight, and I'll be quiet for the rest of the night, and I'll just answer whatever you want me to. I'm going to give you bad news, and I'm going to give you good news. I'm going to give you bad news, and I'm going to give you great news. And I'm going to give you to the Word of God. Let me say this, people. We are going to repeat history. What was the catalyst that brought about civil rights in this nation? It was a thing called a camera. And what took place is that the United States... Okay, the United oh, States, oh, LSU, LSU. I forgot that I had a call holding. I forgot. Remember we said that a call holding? We just started talking about the yeah. police. Okay, so let me do this. Let's, let me please go back because he's probably going to have something to do with reparations or something. Uh, area code 817350. Please forgive me. I apologize. We just got a little carried away here. But go ahead with your question or comment. Let us know your city and name, please. Again, sorry about that. Yes, uh, this is... Uh... Apostle Malachi Pierre Reynolds, Fort Worth, Texas, of Lost Found Israelites Ministry. Shalom, peace in Hebrew. Well, shalom, brother. Um, shalom, brother. Discussion. Shalom, shalom. Shalom, family. Shalom. I just wanted to speak uh, on, you know, the comment that it's a great discussion, a great subject, a reparation and the spiritual meaning of it and deliverance. Uh, I just wanted to say that um, uh, reparation uh, is something that, uh, like Brother Elishua said, and you too as well, Brother Seth, and that it's, it's a form of justice. It's a form of uh, retribution. Uh, and, it's, and, and, and it is a reality because other people, the so-called Jews, have received it and still receive it. The Japanese during World War II, they received it. Uh, or after World War II, they received it. Uh, even Jefferson, Thomas Jefferson, one of the founding fathers of the United States, made a statement that uh, you can pull up probably online at Library of Congress, that uh, he feared uh, that if God is a God of justice, that he feared for his generation that was to come because they knew that they was holding uh, the Negro, that so-called at that time, uh, unjustly. So, uh, and he said he feared, he trembled. Uh, these words you can find uh, one of the quotes of Thomas Jefferson. So he feared, and he knew that 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 if God is a God of justice, you know, he's gonna, uh, you know, we're gonna have, we're gonna have to pay for what we've done. So, uh, and this is one of the founding fathers, and what he suggested, and what many other presidents suggested, including Abraham Lincoln, after the Civil War, was that reparations be given to the so-called black man and black woman of America in the form of land with sovereign rights, their own nation, not just tax-free land here, but if you go and study Abraham Lincoln. He admitted that 
yes, he believed the Negro should be free, but he didn't believe that, that we could live co-equally together with one another. And so any reparations that is short of land and sovereignty rights uh, would be short of uh, true reparation. And I just wanted to make that comment, you know. Good point, Thank good you. point. Uh, Sister Eliana, if you can, I know you're in the middle of doing something very important, but if you can comment on that, then Brother Elishua, and then I'll comment on that. I have something to say to you for yeah. sure about that. Yeah, I wanted to say something because um, that's really wonderful um, that that point was brought up. But see, what the United States has to realize is that we have a land. See, they want to give us the monetary. They made money on us. They, we have our own land. And the true reparations, like in the past, he broke up there for a little bit. Okay, there you go. You're breaking up again. You're breaking up again. Try it again, please. I'm sorry. My phone is doing something weird for the first time. Um, Oh, my gosh. Sorry, my phone is really, uh, it's going on mute by itself. I'm not touching it. Um, okay. What I'm saying is that the the form of, there it is. I'm sorry, that did it again. Well, just keep talking. We'll just try to make out what you're saying. Maybe you need to repeat it. Say it twice. Okay. All right, I'm so sorry, but I don't know what is happening with my phone. It's just, I'm watching it turn on mute, and turn off. So this is really strange. I've never seen this happen to my phone. But what I was trying to say is that the land that we have, I mean, the land that they want to give us, you see they've cordoned off land. There's there's millions of acres in the United States that's under government control. But that's really not the issue. The issue is that we have a homeland that we are going to be going to. And so if we look back in our own ancestral history and that's been recorded in scripture and also in the um the uh, wall paintings in Egypt we will see that our ancient ancestors were given the the monetary the gold the silver things like that the jewels to leave and they you're breaking up Hello? Sister Yolanda, you may want to reboot your phone to me breaking up quite a bit. And it's, it's, uh, kind of, so I don't know if you can reboot your phone. I'm going to let Brother Elisha go ahead and comment. You work on your phone, then I'm going to come back to you after I comment, okay? All right. All right, Brother Elisha, any comments on what the brother was saying? Yes, Brother Seth. Um, uh, two things that we – well, one thing major important that we understand is that what Sister Yolanda uh, was late was – was speaking in regards to is this is that um, we can't guesswork this, and we don't need to guesswork this. We have a blueprint that's laid before us, and it is the scriptures. Everything that we're talking about is within the scriptures. The fact that we just have to get into them, it's there. It's outlined in the scriptures. Like, as I was stating a moment ago, when Brother um, uh, Malachi was talking about in regards to land here, uh, that's a good idea, but it's inconsistent with the scriptures. What Sister Eliana, Sister Eliana said, that is consistent with the scriptures. 
is that our deliverance is not dependent upon us finding a place of refuge and a place of sovereignty in the United States. Because the scripture is very clear. It says, come out of her, my people. Take not of her plagues. The very reason the nation is going to be judged is that we're not listening. See, we're not listening to the Bible. We're listening to all of these other voices, but we're not listening to the word of God. And that's why I come to Jeremiah. He said, all your mothers have forsake you. Who shall deliver you? The only one that can deliver you is me. And so when we even talk about the fact of, of, of the, the possibility of a race ride, and I will tell anybody listening right now under the sound of my voice, I don't care how difficult things get in this nation. Don't you lift one finger to commit violence in an act of justice because that's not your job. As I said, we're going to see history repeat itself. What brought this nation to its knees and they were forced to sign a civil rights bill is because the humiliation and the oppression of what they were doing to us went worldwide via a television camera. And it's going to repeat itself. And that's why when you read in Amos chapter 9, it says, all the sinners of my people shall be destroyed by the sword. Well, we don't use swords no more. We use guns. And it says, why? who say this evil should not overtake us. It is going to overtake you. You are trying to do war with the beast, the most powerful military might on the planet. They have drones that can kill you with precision, accuracy. They don't have to lift a finger. So the fact of the matter is that he is going to fight our battles. I'm not going to lift a finger. I have counseled counseled those under my influence to, to do likewise. Do not get involved. Don't get involved in protests. It's not ours to do. He is going to fight this battle, and he is going to bring these people to our, to their knees. Now, the next time I get a chance to talk, I'm going to read from Isaiah, and I'm going to give you nothing but the good news. Okay, Brother Elishir, I mean, Brother um, brother Malachi, did he answer your questions before I – well, let me, let, me, let me respond to you as well, and then I'll ask you, did he and I – and and Sister Eliana answer your question. Of course, Sister Eliana had card, uh, uh, phone trouble, but I think she's back. Let me see. But anyway, while I'm looking up her number, here we go. Okay, Sister Eliana is back. But let me just say this. Again, folks, if you listen to Fox News on Network, again, tonight we're talking about the uh, reparations from a spiritual standpoint. From a spiritual standpoint. Um, do it have a spiritual standpoint? Anything this big is going to have some kind of some kind of way is going to have some kind of spiritual ramification guarantee, especially if this money winds up in the hands of this remnant that the father said he would use. So tonight we're talking about House Bill H.R. 40, named after 40 acres and a mule. Many of you know that the uh, U.N. in, um, I think, 2016 declared that the U.S. definitely did owe African-Americans uh, reparations. That was settled in the UN in 2016, and uh, and then many of you know of another ma- a major uh, a bill that went through Congress, uh, the proclamation of the 400 years that we've been here, uh, African Americans have been here in the United States. So this these two bills uh, are starting the course. The 40 HR 40 is not the talking about the money. They're more like it's just more of a kind of a step one in the whole process. But make no qualms about it like we're talking about it. It's going to happen. Uh, brother, brother Malachi, 
I just appreciate your question, and I uh, appreciate you quoting the various uh, uh, people that have supported uh, African Americans needing and and and, and is. they're just being justice and them getting reparation. The reason why is because a lot of people are trivializing this topic. Uh, they're saying it'll never happen. Cool ways on the white men to give you some. And I, I want to make this very clear that these brothers and sisters on the show tonight, we're not expecting or waiting on white people to do nothing for us. We're just looking at the scriptures, and we know that a remnant of us is going to come out of her in various ways, I do believe mostly to Israel. And, uh, uh, we just believe that based on what happened to our foreparents, that reparations is a very good, and some people take it, well, let me just finish my statement, is a very good remedy. It's, it, it makes sense. It's wealth given to us. It's, it's one minute you don't have it. Next minute after it's proclaimed, you have it. And it just sounds like what happened to our foreparents. There's other people that say it's ridiculous. White men ain't going to do nothing. Once we pull ourselves by our own bootstraps, we're going to get factories. God, the Most High is going to bless us. Our own money, we're going to come up, come up, come up, and then we're going to leave on our own. Some people believe that that's going to happen. But remember, that remnant, everybody in that remnant is not necessarily going to be business people. This is going to be regular, everyday people. Probably some mothers, single parents possibly. Probably some people that love the father straight out of high school. It's not going to be a bunch of business people leaving. I don't believe that. I think it's going to be a remnant of those who have the heart after the father, who the father's going to look after like a mighty Abba or a mighty father does. I believe that's what's going to happen. Sister Eliana is back on the line. I would like to hear her comments on uh, Brother Malachi, and then we'll go back to Brother Elisha. Actually, after Sister Eliana and, and Brother Malachi, I'm going to take a little short break, and then we'll come back and let Brother Elisha do his thing, because he has some more scriptures to give us with regards to reparations and the whole deliverance of Israel, not to mention what Sister Eliana and myself have. So, Sister Eliana, if you don't mind, go ahead and comment, please. Okay. So, um, yeah, I'm so sorry that my phone was breaking up, but what I was saying is that that um, we have a homeland, the land that uh, they're trying to give us here, it's not really reparations because we, when our ancestors came out, they took those wealth with them, and they used it actually in the tabernacle in the wilderness to give glory and honor to the Most High. So the wealth that we will receive will be something we can walk with, not tied to in this country and being part and under, you know, under the laws of this nation. So that, that would not be good, true reparations if we were just to receive land and statehood here in the land of our oppressors. But true reparations would be the monetary wealth that we can take and walk with and then um, use that, that wealth to, in, in our nation as we progress with our children and our children's children. Powerful, powerful. Brother Malachi, did we answer your questions? Any more comments before we move on? Yes, I just, before I go, I just uh, thank you all for your comments. I just wanted to suggest, I mean, I just wanted to say that I wasn't referring that, that uh, uh, about uh, land being given to us here, uh, uh, Neither did Abraham Lincoln. 
uh, neither did uh, President uh, Monroe. Monroe. Uh, and, and and in reference to that, brother Malachi, remember because, this: because is that and and that, is they, that always, they, they always make reference to giving us a land uh, outside of America. Study the history of Sarah Lawrence. They've done that. Uh, They've done that. Study the history oh, of the so Let it finish, and then you can uh, comment. Uh, study the history of Liberia, uh, whose capital Monroe is named after James Monroe, uh, uh, and Abraham Lincoln. Uh, after the Civil War, he wanted to ship us all back to uh, West Africa or to the Dominican Republic. Uh, now, of course, I, I do agree that you know the land is Israel, and I do agree that 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 we that that the wealth of the of the unjust is laid up for us. I do agree with that, but but I, but I would just saying just ultimately our, our greatest reparation will, will be as sister as the sister she just uh, said will be us going back to the land of uh, Israel. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely, absolute brother. Sure you have some for, for, for brother Malachi. No, just in regards to that, as he said about Liberia, is that Liberia was set up as a nation for ex-slaves that if they wanted to have their own homeland, then they could go there. That was the purpose of them setting up Liberia. And we have to be honest, there are people out there who are naysayers. And I always say you have to give voice to the naysayers because they may bring up some very, some, some objections that you have to really bring into consideration. And one is this, is that the Most High is a very good steward. He expects man to be a steward. He put, he put the earth in the hand of man. And I'm going to say this, and people may take it offensive, but this is the reality of it. God is not about to give 20 million niggers three, $400,000 so they can, they can sit up and waste it in the land of their captivity. That's not going uh, to happen. Okay. Now That's let bad me, let, me, let me clarify because I've been trying to do something on the show. Whenever I use the word nigger, I want to explain what I'm saying. The brother, again, He's saying, God, like Farrakhan said, God made men, white folks made niggas. Talking about African Americans, Israelites out of their mind. And that's what he's saying, that the fathers, he don't believe is going to give that kind of wealth into the hand of folks acting like niggas. Something created by white supremacy. Just so everybody knows, because because we're, trying to ban that on this, we're trying to ban it on this network. But go right ahead, brother. Because he's a very good steward. And we all know already that if we were given that kind of money while we were in this land, in 20 years that money would be back in the white man's hands. That's true. They'd be, li- they'd be lining up at our doors to sell us Cadillacs and everything else and, and high interest loans on homes. It would be right back in our hands. That is the, and the father never And the father ever never alluded to that. He made very, and when I read the scripture from Isaiah 49, he made very clear as to what the purpose of the wealth for, what the purpose, what the purpose when it says that you would go out, go out with exceeding much. He said you're going to go out. He said nothing about you were going to stay. He's not going to give you money and give us wealth so that we can live in the land of our captivity. We are in the land of our slave owners, and we seem to forget that, and we want to make a home here. And I'm not saying that that's what Brother Malachi is alluding to, but that's why come the vast majority of us will never cross those waters because we are too comfortable at ease in this place of our captivity. 
So they don't want to go back. They love this lifestyle. They love Babylon. So they have no desire to go to Zion. And the other thing that we're excluding and what Sister Aliana is bringing in is we have to understand that there's going to be some major changes that's going to be occurring within the next 15, 20, 30 years, and they're going to be happening very fast. One of them is going to be that the world is going to recognize who we are. That is going to be part and partial to our return back home because we're not going to go back at home by ourselves. And I'm going to show you that in the scripture. Now, I will say this as I sit back over to you so you can take a break, and that is this is that everything that we're saying is in the scriptures. And I keep reiterating this because the scriptures that we avoid are the prophecies. And the reason most people avoid the prophecies is because they feel like the prophecies are about the Jews. That is of no importance to us. I held that same disposition in regard to the prophecies because I felt like they played no part on me as a believer, a new covenant believer. That was for Israel. But now that I understand who Israel is, I am consumed with them. And if you get into the prophecies, everything that we're talking about will no longer be a mystery to you. It will be revealed to you line up on line, precept on precept, in clear detail. True, true, true. Now that is very true. And I think that's what's got a lot of people on the fence. They, they're, they're constantly wrestling with the people over Israel. They don't have no proof. But anyway, folks, we're going to take a little short break. Short break. Be right back. This is a song by John Legend. And mainly I'm, I'm playing this song because, uh, number one, I need a break. But also, it's, he talks about when the glory is ours. I want you to just focus on the chorus. Not so much with John Legend. He's saying he's just rapping or whatever, you know. But he does say some good things as well. But the main chorus is when the glory is ours. Just... Uh, Focus on that as as we take this little short break. And again, you've been listening to Five Swing Throw Network. Those of you that call the phone line, stay where you are because right now, in another six seconds, if you won't be able to call back, we only contracted to 10. We will go over a little bit tonight. Those of you that clicked on the link to listen to us, you have to call the phone number right now. You're going to be disconnected, okay? 914 Nine or one more time, you got to call this phone number within 60 seconds or you could be disconnected. 914-205-5590. Those of you on the phone line, stay put. We'll be back. Uh, we're going to go over a little bit tonight. And uh, this is Juicy. I tell you, reparations, HRBO 40, and all that has come, all that surrounds uh, reparations. We'll be right back, folks. One day. When the glory comes, it will be out, it will be out, oh, one day, when the war is won, we will be the heavens, no man, no weapon, formed against, yes, glory is destined, everyday women and men become legends, sins that go against our skin become blessings, the movement is a rhythm to us, freedom is like religion to us, justice is juxtaposition in us, justice for all just ain't specific enough, one son died, the spirit is revisiting us, true and living, living in us, resistance is us. That's why I rose and sat on the bus. 
That's why we walk through Ferguson with our hands up. When it go down, we woman and man up. They say stay down and we stand up. Shots, we on the ground. The camera panned up. King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up. One day when the glory comes, it will be out. It will be man, woman, and child. Even Jesus got his crown in front of a crowd. They march with the torch. We gon' run with it now. Never look back. We done gone hundreds of miles from dark roads, heroes to become a hero. Facing the league of justice. His power was the people. Enemy is lethal. A king became regal. Saw the face of Jim Crow under a bald ego. No one can win the war individually. It takes the wisdom of the elders and young people's energy. Welcome to the story we call Victory, the coming of the Lord, my eyes have seen the glory. One day, when the glory comes, it will be out, it will be out. Oh, so oh. And that's what we're talking about tonight. When the glory is ours, folks. It's not a myth. It's not make-believe. It's a reality. It's real. So tonight, again, what are we talking about? Spiritual application of reparations. Number one, we agree vehemently that it is coming. In some form or another. This show, this blog, this presentation... This ministry, if you will, is in unison believing that one day the reparations will be ours in some form or another. And we believe that it's spiritual. We believe that the, it's, it's our forefathers living out the scriptures all over again right before your eyes. Some of this a lot of us won't see. We may be past maybe for our children, so we need to be rehearsing this into the ears of our children, what is going to happen. America is going to fall. we got to start presenting America like it's a temporary home, start talking like that to our children, start talking to them about living somewhere else because, folks, I don't see no peace. If whites are going to become a minority, and they will in 2043 and then extinct and within 100 years, they are going to fight. I just see a long fight, at least to 2043. So, folks, it's not nothing to play with. And those of you that don't believe in Israel, you don't believe all this spiritual application of reparations, I'll take a little, to give you one minute of my time and tell you this. If you don't believe none of this, you still need to be thinking about leaving America. <laughs> 
the father going to get his remnant up out of here some kind of way? I don't think everybody even going to know what they're doing. They're going to wind up in Israel or some of you, possibly other places. Some people are leaving and going to Ghana, as we did a show on that. And they'll find themselves later moving on because that, that's not their home either. I said that's not their home either. Some people are going to Belize. That's at least it's better than America. But that's not their home either. They will enjoy peace, though, compared to what they have here. So we're just trying to talk about who we are as a people and rightfully where we belong and how the Father is going to protect us. Because in the end, brothers and sisters, and I'm coming to your guests, co-hosts, in the end, it's really where the Father want us. We have to be obedient to the Father. It's all about our relationship with Him, walking in harmony with Him. And when we walk in harmony with Him, because this ain't really nothing but one giant big love story. He called out a people. He does things for this people. He do for any other people. Amos 3 and 2 of all the nations of the earth, you have I known. He does things for his people. He goes on to say, therefore, I will punish you for all your transgressions. In other words, I knew you. I didn't know all the other nations. I did things for you I didn't do for them. You're my eldest child. So you're going to suffer for all your transgressions because you know better. And so now our time of suffering as a nation is coming to an abrupt end. Well, I shouldn't say abrupt end, but it's coming to an end. Some people debate August. Other people debate the end of the year. We don't know. I don't know. I'll say that. But it's soon. We're at the end of this punishment. Now, keep in mind, I I believe with every fiber of my being that if you and yours obey the Father, you're not these curses, especially if you belong to to, to Christ, to his way of thinking and his, and his teachings, and as he follows Yah, you're not under these curses. But you do have cousins, right? You do have uncles and relatives and, and, and co-workers and neighbors, right, that look like you, right? If they're under the curses, is it going to affect you? Of course. So you'll be affected somewhat by them, but you're not under a curse if you are in Christ. So anyway... That's what's happening tonight, and we have on Brother Elishua, all the way from Fort Worth, Texas, who has joined us, as well as Sister Eliana Batya, all the way from Merced, California, who is also on the line. Sister Eliana, uh, any thoughts, uh, Brother Elishua kind of went out with the break. Uh, any comments of what you've heard so far, Sister? Again, it's so good to hear your voice, and so glad you are contributing to the show. Hopefully you got your phone together, but what do you say, Sister? Well, you know, I'm I'm actually glad to be back uh, on the show tonight as well, and uh, I just I'm just glad to be a part of this discussion. You know, I did a, a radio program in my area, and I talked about reparations on Friday, and I actually didn't have any. I just realized I didn't have anybody to interview or to be a part of the show with me, but. Um, it was really great. I'm thinking of doing a part two this coming Friday at four. But what I wanted to say was it's good to hear the dialogue surrounding this topic because this topic is really going on. Uh, you know, in Washington, they had a summit a few 
days ago, and many, many, many people uh, came to Washington to be a part of those Senate hearings on reparations. And so this is a topic that, you know, it's timely, it's necessary, it needs to be, this is a, a discussion that needs to be happening in our communities, it needs to be happening in the nation, you know, in this nation, because we are coming to that point in history where um, the father is getting ready to make a really strong move, and it's it's not going to be a secret move. It's going to be a very open, overt, demonstrative move of the Most High on behalf of his people. And um, talking to my, my, my father earlier, we were talking about how when, you know, the movement during the time of the Messiah uh, being in the land, and when the disciples were being formed and all of this movement was around him, you know, the Sanhedrin and, and, and those that were in power were saying, remember, there was another uprising and there was another promised Messiah. And one of the men said to them, listen, if this thing be of man, it's going to dissipate. But if it be of God, you guys are going to be fighting against, against God. That. You don't want to do that. And so that's what's happening. You know, at first when the Hebrew Israelites were on the corners talking, you know, they were thinking it was just a radical movement. But this thing is catching on. The Most High is waking up so many people across so many uh, areas of our community, yeah. of, our, of our nation. It's going into not – it's going into every, every area. Even I have a great friend. He converted to Judaism, powerful African-American, powerful Hebrew, and um, – I've been watching his post, and now he's beginning to post the way we're posting. And he was very deep in his synagogue in New York, but now the Most High is revealing to him that he really is the Hebrew. So reparations right now is the key. It is the topic of the day, and it is the proper discussion. And we're going to get paid. It doesn't matter, you know, the opposition against us. It really doesn't matter because, again, this thing is okay. Hold on, second. hold on. I hear some tapping. Hold on, second. I hear some tapping, like somebody's tapping with a pen or something. Can you hear me, Go brother? Go ahead. Stop. It stop. It stop. I just heard tapping. Go ahead, brother. Uh, uh, go ahead, Sister Eliana. I just heard tapping. So I know what it was. Thing, yeah. So this thing being of the Most High is a is has a momentum all its own, and no one can stop it because it is. It's just like. Uh, Winter giving forth to spring. You can't stop it. it. It's a transition. It just happens. And this is what's happening, our, our nation. And we're going to see this among our own people. Right now, we, you know, we, it, our nation just looks a little crazy to us. But I'm telling you, as this thing gets more and more underway, like you said, in the next you know, 20 years or 10, 15 years, it's going to happen rapidly. We're also going to see a, a major, huge transformation among our people, and people are going to come into their right minds. They're going to start to stand up. They're going to start to unite and unify in a great way, and this thing is just its just going to be a very, a very powerful move, and we're at the very beginning of, 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 you know, being on that boat, getting ready to go down that rapid, that, that you know, fast-moving water, but at the end is the calm, and that's where we're in the wilderness. So I'm excited about this day. I'm excited about this time. I also know that the troubles that we're facing that are ramping up against us are part of this whole move. And there is a payday for us 
and it is reparations, and it's going to be huge. And, and I want to say this, I'll bring my brother Elishua, because we're going back and forth, back and forth, everybody. I want to say this. I have the job as a host to try to keep it balanced, and I'm trying, it is, it is going to get ugly. It really is. But most of my shows, I talk about it getting ugly. I talk about white supremacy. I keep hearing a noise. I don't know what it is. I, I, I don't know if I know the lines is open. So y'all just kind of keep the noise down. That's all I can say. But listen, listen, folks, at the same time, this is like Sister Eliana just said, is the most glorious time in history. It, it, I'm just going to have to mute the lines till I get done with my comment because I, I don't know what the noise is. I just don't know. So I'm just going to mute both of y'all until I find out what the noise is. But let me just say this, folks. And then I'm going to come to Brother Ellis Hill. I just thank the Father for living in this moment. Our forefathers longed to live in this moment where they would see the changing of the guards. They would see the end of their captivity. Remember they used to sing this song We'll understand it better by and by. Father alone will understand why. They just had to trust the Father blindly and just trust his love and just walk in in the victory that is to come. We live in a time, brothers and sisters, where we can actually see things manifest with our eyes. But it is going to be pretty. It is going to be pretty. It's going to be glorious. Again, I read the scripture earlier that said the Israelites are not going to talk about the time the Father brought us out of the first time. They're going to talk about the time he brought us out the second time because it's going to be just that glorious. So, again, um, I forgot to mention, anybody have questions on the phone line, go ahead and press one. It'll be a wonderful time now while I'm looking at the phone lines. If those of you in the chat room, any questions, go ahead and type your questions, and I will be monitoring the chat room. So but before I come to Brother Ellis, you just know that I'm trying to, I'm trying to present both the reality of the dire, gloomy, sad effort that we're going to see by white supremacists people full of lies, deception, and ignorance that's about to act a fool, especially if we get a dime. And then the fact that we're going to get more than a dime, and it's just not going to be pretty for some people. So this is a time, if ever there was a time in America to be walking close to the Father. I've talked about gun ownership and, and different things to do in the natural to protect yourself, but folks, Nothing is like the protection from the spirit, the Ruach of the Father, because Jacob troubled the sister Eliana was saying, and Brother uh, Ellis Shul was saying, is upon us. It's serious. It is really serious. But make no qualms about it, folks. We are going to get reparations. Okay, Brother Ellis Shul, your line is open, and I would like to know your comments or anything you're feeling in your spirit right now. Well, um, I know that we are pressing short for time now. So, um, in relation to what you want, what you stated, to give people a biblical perspective of what you just stated, what you synopsize, I'm going, what you just stated, I'm going to synopsize it with the scriptures, and I'm going to leave it there. Uh, we are, <clears throat> we're trying to cover a lot of ground in a short period of time, because a lot of things are going to begin to take place in the years coming ahead. 
things are about to accelerate in time. And I will say this as the last comment before I read the scriptures is that reparations is going to accelerate the need to get us out this nation. Um, you have to understand that there is a vast group of people, mostly of them being of the Republican persuasion, that any thought of paying black people reparations is totally repulsive to them. And they're going to utilize every means that they have, including violence, to make certain that that doesn't happen. So it's going to only press the mode. And I'll pick up in Amos chapter 9, verse 10 through 15. All the sons of my people should die by the sword, which say this evil should not overtake us, nor prevent us. And that day I will raise up the tabernacle of David that is fallen, and close up the breaches thereof, and I will raise up his ruins, and I will build it as in the days of old, that they may possess, now we're talking about our true reparations, that they may possess the remnant of Eden, and all the Eden which are called by my name. Those are the people who are in the land right now said Yahweh, that doth this. Behold, the day comes, said, that the plowman shall overtake the reaper. Now we're dealing with the issue of time, of events taking place so fast that before one event can complete its unfolding, another prophetic event is happening before it can happen. And this is what this prophet is saying. He's saying the plowman shall overtake the reaper and the treader of grapes that sow a seed. <laughs> what we see here is two types of harvest. A harvest of the blessings of the Most High upon the people that we are referring to, Israel, and a harvest of wrath upon those who have held them in captivity. So the traitor of grace of him that sows the seed, and the mountains shall drop sweet wine, and the hills shall melt. And I will bring again the captivity of my people of Israel. And they shall build the waste cities and inhabit the land, and they shall plant vineyards and drink the wine thereof, and they shall also make gardens and eat the fruit of them. And I will plant them upon their land, and they shall no more be pulled up out of their land, which I have given them, saith Yahweh thy Elohim. Now, my last scripture uh, is in Isaiah and it's Isaiah 49, and this is a very glorious passage. I'm not going to read it all. I'm going to pick up with verse 20. The children which thou shalt have, speaking of Israel, if you read the verses prior to this, after thou hast lost them, listen here, people, listen to these words. After thou hast lost them, shall say again in thine ears, the place is too straight for me, give place to me that I may dwell. Then shalt thou say in thine heart, Who has begotten me these, seeing I have lost my children, and am a desolate, a captive, and removing to and fro? And who have brought up these? Behold, I was left alone, these have they been. Thus saith the Lord Elohim, Behold, I will lift up mine hand to the Gentiles, and set up my standard to the people. And they shall bring thy sons and their arms, and thy daughters shall be carried upon their shoulders. And kings shall be thy nursing fathers. And their queens shall nurse be thy nursing mothers. They shall bow down to thee with their face towards the earth. And lick up the dust off thy feet. And thou shalt know that I am Yahweh. For they shall not be ashamed that wait for me. Shall the prey be taken from the mighty? 
are the lawful captive delivered? <laughs> Woo, listen to that. The lawful captive. Slavery was legal. Even the system that transported us over here was legal. Shall the prey be taken from the mighty? The mighty, the greatest military might on planet Earth. Are the lawful captives delivered? But thus said Yahweh, even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away, and the prey of the terrible shall be delivered. For I will contend with him that contendeth with me, and I will save thy children. And I will feed them that oppress thee with their own flesh, and that she be drunk with their own blood, as with sweet wine, and all flesh shall know that I am Yahweh, am thy Savior and thy Redeemer, the Mighty One of Jacob. I'm done. Praise most high. Hallelujah. Powerful. Praise God. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Thank you for that. That was powerful. And I want to read something since uh, uh, just to, again, follow suit after Brother, uh, 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 I almost said Brother Malachi, Brother Elisha, check this out, Leviticus 26.44. And yet for all that, again, we're just talking about scriptures because we're kind of running out of time here. And I want to give you all, let me give you first a list of scriptures to read some of you all so you can read more about the deliverance, the deliverance, the deliverance of ancient Israel and how it coincides with our deliverance uh, today. Remember, remember, if you forget everything, well, don't forget everything, but remember this, folks. Deuteronomy 28, verse 46, Moses says to Israel, these things are going to be upon you forever and to your children. Israel, that all of those stories that you read in the Bible, it, it's not just ancient mumbo-jumbo. It's repeating wherever the true Jews are. We believe we are one of the lost tribes. Wherever they're at, they are supposed to be living out these scriptures that constantly repeat. They don't have to be cursed, cursed, cursed. They can be blessed as well. So remember that as we read these old scriptures, because you're going to hear things like Lebanon, Assyria, and you got to know that where's those places today. Okay, these are the places of captivity where the Israelites was taken. Here's Leviticus 26.44. Check this out. And yet for all that, when they be in the land of their enemies, I will not cast them away. Neither will I abhor them to destroy them utterly and to break my covenant with them. Remember I said this earlier, it's all about a covenant. We live and die, but that covenant stands forever. For I am the Lord their God. Verse 45, but I will... For their sakes, remember the covenant of their ancestors, whom I brought forth out of the land of Egypt in the sight of the heathen, that I might be their God. I am the Lord. Also, I want to read Zephaniah. Go ahead, Sister Eliana. Oh, no, I was just saying I love our Most High. Oh, my God. What a God. Anyway, I'm just enjoying this, the scriptures, brothers. You guys are blessing me. Yes, yes, go and ahead. I just want to get. I just want to say this in this own record. I'm going to go through this fast, so if you don't get it, don't worry about it. You can always rewind these shows, okay? But uh, uh, brother Ellis sure brought to my attention Isaiah 60. Please check out Isaiah 60, Zephaniah 3 and 19 and 20. I think I'm reading it a little bit. Zechariah 10, uh, 8 and through 12. 
you can read these chapters now, but these verses of is, is what I'm talking about. Ezekiel 37 is just the everybody know about the dry bones, and he said he's going to restore the whole house. That's just Ezekiel 37. I think what that's saying is that the whole world is going to know who we are. As Elisha was saying earlier, um, uh, Ezekiel uh, 11 and 16, Jeremiah 23 3 through 7, Jeremiah 31 3 through 7, Isaiah 11 and uh, what is this? Isaiah 11, 11 through 16. Um, Ezekiel. There's so much, folks. Just so many scriptures talking about the Father is going to redeem Israel. He's not going to leave us. Even even if the neighbor, even if the nation uh, is knuckleheads, disobedient. Elisha uh, used the word niggers, <laughs> acting like niggers. But he said, because of a covenant, he will not utterly cast them away. He would not ever utterly cast them away, but he would also reserve a remnant. Now, he can't restore the whole thing once they return to him. If my people, which I call with my name, will humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, Second Chronicles 7.14. But that, that, that's when the whole nation will be restored. But then remember, folks, he said that when the, the heathen begin to boast and says, Aha, they're under our hands. They begin to boast and take credit for our oppression versus saying this is the most high people. This is what he has done to them because of their forefathers' rebellion. Because they don't say that and they take credit for our our demise, that he would be jealous and re- resurrect the remnant. So there's several times he said, I am going to resurrect you. So if we indeed are the people of the Bible, and we believe we are, some of y'all just got to go research it yourself. I only say if because I know a lot of people listening, you don't know that yet. So it's up for you to go find that out by researching and listening to some of the previous shows. Again, Google, Fossils, Don't Blog, Talk Radio. Uh, Romans 11 is a must. Is a must here. Oh, you got to read Romans 11. This is New Testament where the Father is saying, Gentiles, don't get cocky in your salvation. He's talking about how he's going to restore the house of Israel. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Um, i got to read Zephaniah, though. Zephaniah 3, 19 and 20. Behold, at the time, I will undo all that afflict thee, and I will save her that halted, and gather her that was driven out, and I will get praise Hold on. And I will get them praise and fame. It actually uses the word fame. Listen. And I will get them praise and fame in every land where they have been put to shame. Golly. Verse 20. At that time will I bring you again, even in the time that I will gather you, for I will make you a name and a praise among all people of the earth when I turn back your captivity before your eyes, says the Lord. One more time, verse 20. At the time I will bring you again, even in the time that I will gather you, for I will make you a name and a praise among all people of the earth when I turn back your captivity before your eyes, saith the Lord. There's so many glorious, glorious times for Israelites. We are the people of the Bible, and so those of you that stuck on just it just being horrible, 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 not for the remnant. So I want to encourage you, and I'm gonna let 
Brother uh, uh, Sister Eliana comment on what she's heard, and I want last words from Brother Elishua, then last words from Sister Eliana. But I want to encourage those of you to become part of the remnant. How do you become a part of the remnant? If you're African-American, you're already an Israelite in most cases. Uh, most of you have forefathers came in slave ships, and you're living out those curses if you're disobedient. And uh, and if you're not disobedient and you are believing, you follow the Most High, you're still an Israelite. You just don't know you are. You're, you're both a spiritual Jew and a natural Jew. So you are part of the remnant. But there are those that are listening, brothers and sisters. They are are. They're not a part of the household of faith. They just listen to the show because they heard about reparation. Well, I just want to encourage you to get to know the Creator, get to know His Messiah by by studying the the the, the New Testament and, and 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 I like to start with Matthew, Mark, and Luke, John to introduce the Messiah. But then after you follow who Christ is and know His teachings and learn of Him, go research your history. The entire Bible. That's the way I like to do it. But folks, you've got to be in the household of faith as these curses is gonna possibly come knocking at your door because this this white male, I'm not trying to say all white men, but they're upset, folks. I I I, I, I want to do this show on that because it's 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 really whatever you think it is, multiply times ten. There are people literally taking lives of black people because they are pissed. They are fighting back. And I got some information I can't share because the show is ending. But, folks, I promise you, they are trying to take us out. They are. They do not want to become a minority. The only way they're going to become a minority, they got to get rid of some folk, and they are doing just that. And it's true. There are so many missing black women. It ain't funny. It's not. I don't even want to bring it up. It's, it's so sad. So... We're presenting a glorious news for those that are obedient in Christ, uh, that remnant. Yes, reparations is coming. A remnant of us is going to return back to the land. The bulk of our people, I think, are going to suffer, though, and that is the, that is the gru- gru- gruesome reality. Sister Eliana, comment on what you've heard, uh, in fairness to you, as Brother Elishua did, and then I'll give last word from Brother Elishua and last word from you. We'll wrap the show up quickly, quickly, please. Oh, all right. So what I'd like to say first off is, boom, that's the way the scripture took me, especially the last one you read when it says, and he will do all these things before our very eyes. So that that just hit me like, boom, the Most High is just going to blow our minds, blow the nation's mind. And so it doesn't matter. That's why I always say it doesn't matter if people in our community don't believe or accept it. Because again, we have always been a stubborn Stiff-necked people. We haven't changed. We haven't changed. So it doesn't matter if we believe it or not, because the Most High is faithful. He's, he's not a man that he should lie, nor the Son of Man that he should repent. He doesn't have to lie to us. It's going to happen. So that the scriptures you read, the scriptures that Brother Shua read, they were just, I mean, burning in my spirit. I just wanted to start screaming and giving him praise right now because those are just so. It's just a fact. And now that we're at this point in time and we can feel it, we can see it, and it's happening, it's just so powerful. And the other thing I wanted to comment on is, yes, people are, you know, I would be upset too if I knew I was a remnant. But remember, these people received a lot of lies. They're still getting lies about who they are. And then they um, don't understand that they really already are the minority. 
They don't know that. <laughs> but right, and, and what they really don't know, Sister Eliana, is that they're not a legitimate race, something they should be trying to protect as though God, the Most High does not acknowledge them as a race. They're a group of people based on a recessive trait. That's all they are. There's no different. There's no proof. Why people can't tell you where they're from? They just, there was no France, no Germany. Where y'all from for real? See, they don't want me debating Jared Taylor because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get rid of Europe and I'm going to say, so let's start from the motherland. And let's talk about where you're from, because there was no, there wasn't always a French, a, a France, a Germany, and you got to start from there. Work your way. Absolutely. Now work your way to 2019. Then they're gonna look at you very confusing. So, that, and see until until they talk about that, all this race talk, all these people have these symposiums and seminars. To me, they're all weak because they still are acknowledging race based upon the color. Even some of us. I have to watch yep. saying the word they and us, they and us, because in some ways, some whites is more related to us than they are related to each other because they are nothing more than Africans migrated up there. I know we, I know how we got different takes on that, but I'm just saying one thing I, I do know we agree on is this. They can't be from France, Germany, Italy, and all that because those places didn't always exist. So once you bring up this to the races, they don't have no legs to stand on. And brothers and sisters, I know some of y'all saying, oh, that sound, whatever. You better start talking about these kinds of things because guess what, Brother Elisha uh, and Sister Eliana? These races are winning debates. Jared Taylor, the first thing he's going to say is, don't you want black people to live around forever? And you're going to say yes. He's going to say, what's wrong with me wanting white people to be around. We can't be around if y'all are mixing with us. You're threatening our existence. And you're going to be looking stupid. That's how you're going to get you. That's going to be the first blow. So you got to get rid of a race based upon color and say, Jared, we don't have a right to protect a, a skin color. We're supposed to love, get along with one another, and whatever color babies come out. If you annihilate it, this is what I would say to him, Jared, if love annihilate your people that you think is your people based upon skin color, if it annihilates you, if love erase your people, being colorblind and, and and just loving everybody based upon character not color, erase your people, what do you have y'all together? Mm-hmm. What do you have y'all together? So he's going to have to say, you need lies, deception, and ignorance to tell people to, so they won't mate with you, or so they will not mate, but so they won't mix with you. That's what, that's how you have a white race. They have to go off by themselves, away from everybody else, because if they mix among everybody else, this melting pot they created, they created, they the one chose their own demise if they're, if they're people based upon color, which they're not. Uh, Brother Alashua, Oh, Sister Elena, any comments on what I just said? And then I'm going to go to Brother Oshua last word, didn't you, last words? No, let's Quickly. move on to Brother Oshua because we got, you know, our time crunch. We can always okay. revisit, revisit this on another show. Right, we may have a part two. Oshua, last words, and then Sister Elena, last words. I would say this to each and every one, and that is this, is that the things that we're talking about are very real, and I would say to everyone, that scripture that I read, all the sons of my people should die by the sword. And when it talks about how those people who will be delivered would be those whose names are written in the book of life, I would close out and say, this is what I have to say to you is this, is that if you don't know, Yahshua, 
I'm not talking about that white Jesus. If you don't know Yeshua, the son of the Most High Elohim, the son of the Most High God, then I would say get to know him. Because there is no other ark of safety besides him. That's the kingdom. And I'm telling you that we are going up against the beast, that when he lowers the hammer, it's going to be a dreadful day as the scriptures declare. But we know that joy does come in the morning. So we are not without hope. And do not be feeling like we're without hope. The scripture, Christ clearly said, he said, when I, should, when I return, I shall avenge my enemies. But when I return, shall I find faith on the earth. And that's why I come. I didn't want to speak too much. I just wanted to read the scriptures because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of the most high. And so I would say to everyone, especially if you are black, this is your heritage. This is your heritage. Yes, it is. And you can either receive it or you can reject it. But you cannot hang up the phone tonight and say that you don't know. Your blood is not on our hands. So please consider what I've said. Pray. And the most I will give you understanding. Because we are living in some very exciting times, but we are approaching some very turbulent times. And you need to be in the ark of safety. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. I echo that as well as Brother Elisua putting out that call to deliverance and that call to the kingdom, you know, in the correct way. Because, yes, we are Hebrew Israelites, whether we are born again or not, but in order in order to be in that ark of safety and to be counted in the number, you know, like the old, they used to say of old, and have your name on the roll, you do need to get to know the Messiah of our people. And, and he is made a way of salvation for you and salvation of many things, not just the, from your sins. It's the, it's the saving of your life, the saving of your family, the saving of your, you know, your soul as well as your natural uh, substances and everything that pertains to your life, the salvation is there for all of it because that is the provision that the Most High has made. So I do echo the same. Please get to know your Messiah and come into the kingdom that your Most High has prepared for you because, again, yes, exciting things to come, but also terrible things, things that have never been since and shall never be again. And so we want to be anchored. We want to have our soul anchored in the Most High and in the Messiah and in the words of the Most High. So, Take heed tonight. Take heed. And thank you, my sisters. Well, y'all to a class X. Always enjoy y'all. You'll just always bring different things that I, you, you know, just like another mind. You always say things I forget or think of. Really appreciate you. All right, brothers and sisters, that was Sister Eliana, always from Mercy, California, and Brother Ellis Shaw, always from Forward, Texas. Uh, just enjoy them always, anytime they can be on the show. Got one more song for y'all. Y'all got to hear this last song. Listen, um, <laughs> this show obviously don't have all the answers. We just wanted to just be a collective front and letting people know that there are some spiritual uh, uh, applications for this reparations that we believe for sure is coming. And uh, you heard it right here on Five Smooth Song Network. We said reparations are coming in some.
one form or another, and those reparations will assist in some of African Americans leaving, and it's going to be a glorious time for that remnant. Uh, uh, and and there will be some tr- some blessings trickle down to to the to the rest of the nation. Talking about African Americans as well, there will be some blessings, but make no qualms about it, folks. I believe with every fiber of my being that white males are going to fight until 2043, the, the, the year that they're supposed to be a minority, and then 100 years distinct, extinct. Folks, come on. Y'all, y'all know what I'm saying in your spirit. It's just going to be a war. And I believe that any father, loving father, is going to take care of his children. And you've heard all kind of scripture proof of how he had promised that he would not forsake Israel. And we are, are, are for sure... Israel scattered in the home of our in, 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 uh, into the lands of our captivity, and this those scriptures apply to us, folks. Those scriptures apply to us. They're not just ancient mumbo jumbo, as some of y'all say. Those scriptures is your heritage. You better wake up, get your head out of the sand, and start doing some research again. Google Fox was on Blog Talk Radio and, and just move down to shows where we talk about proof of how we know we're Israel, and just more importantly. More importantly, whether you believe that or not, turn your hearts over like LSU was saying and myself was saying, Cecilia Eliana was saying to the Most High, and follow him because truly that's the only, that, the safest place is really in his will. It's not even in Israel. It's in his will. It's just that his will for a remnant of African Americans, really for the entire nation, because he said, I read it earlier, Revelation 18, he says, come out of her, my people. He said that to the whole nation of Israel. So the safest place is in the ark of safety. And we believe that he's calling us out of this nation home to Israel. Love every single one of y'all. And there ain't nothing you can do about it. Good night. God bless you. Y'all may y'all bless you and yours. And we'll see you next week. I don't know if we'll do part two. Stay tuned, folks. Good night. Royalty, royalty, power to the chosen people. Bible in my hand, word inside my heart, and pain before my eyes. Broken people wanting to believe in something. Looking for a life, trying to find the truth. But we give them doubt, saying we do something we don't. Hurting people, saying we do things that we won't. Whooping, she's clothing with a cross on his chest. Taking people money, promising to be blessed. The power to the chosen people, who at one point wasn't viewed as an equal. His own chosen people, royal priesthood. That you've been called out of the darkness Into the marvelous light Do you know who you are? Royalty Once we weren't the people Now we are the people Do you know who you are?
you let them call you those things If you knew you were a queen And my brother, would you be out there risking your life for green paper? If you knew you had it all already If you knew you were a king Well, the best I can offer is to tell you the truth First, it changed everything for me and you But they don't really tell us what we do need to know First, Peter 2 and 6, a pleasure for sure So power to the chosen people Who had one for wasn't viewed as an equal His own chosen people A royal priesthood that you were called out of the dark Into the marvelous Chosen people, a royal priesthood, a royal priesthood. 